Welcome to the Jennifer LeClaire Show. I'm interviewing some awesome guests and sharing personal insights along the way to stir your faith. Hope you enjoy it. My goodness, it's very interesting what's happening in the world today, Mike. And we'll talk about some of that. Yeah. And we have a we have a real special guest that we do. we've never had on Prophetic Dateline before, so you're really going to like uh, Jennifer and all that. Yeah, to do well, the not by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jennifer LeClaire, I mean, she's one of those history makers, really, really. Um, uh, I was just reading her bio. She's written over 50 books. That makes me tired. I think I've written nine on uh, topics ranging from prayer to spiritual warfare to faith. Well, if we added chapters in other people's books, it'd probably be more. But uh, she formerly worked for Charisma Magazine, was the editor. And she has the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement and a Night Network. And you live in Orlando, right? Fort Lauderdale, but my parents live in Orlando. Oh, sorry, Fort Lauderdale. I always get those confused when we talked about that. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you follow her and just want to encourage you to do that because she really is on the top of things and just has the ability to tell us what God is doing. And uh, uh, I just want to set the tone, if I could, for our conversation today from Daniel seven twenty five. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High and shall persecute the saints of the Most High and shall intend to change times and laws. Then the saints shall be given to his hands for times and times and um, half a time. Now, God has been giving you some unique words for nations recently, and it's very, very relevant. You want to share some of that you've been hearing, please? <laughs> yes, and, and thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm so excited about being with you. I love Prophetic Dateline. Um, you know, we did a, a mid-year prophetic update, which I do every year, sort of measuring where we are uh, with what I prophesied over New Year's Eve, and the Lord had begun to speak to me in April about the, the rise of violence in the governmental mountain and even attempted assassinations and mysterious deaths of world leaders. And it, I, with, with trepidation, I prayed through that for months, didn't say much about it because those aren't the kind of words that you just put out there. You've got to process those. You've got to pray mm -hmm. through those. You've got to get those mm -hmm. judged. And so I prophesied this publicly in our, in our church here in Fort Lauderdale about these mysterious deaths, the attempted assassinations. And lo and behold, that same day, uh, the president of Colombia's helicopter came under attack and I was shocked. And then uh, Haiti's president, my gosh, so sad, he was actually assassinated uh, just this week. And so uh, one of the things the Lord began to speak to me about was that scripture that you just read in Daniel 725. This is what the enemy is trying to do right now. He's trying to wreak havoc in the governments because he knows when there's havoc in the governments, uh, there's havoc among the people because government is, you know, politics is, is the government of people. And so we're seeing just the enemy just really pull out the stops. And Cindy, you had prophesied about a spirit of violence being let loose in the earth, I think that was in 2019. And this mm -hmm. is part of what you prophesied. This is absolutely mm -hmm. part of what you prophesied. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. And many of us in the prophetic movement were very familiar with Daniel 7. You know, mm -hmm. this is something we live by. Talks about the court well, of that, heaven. That's been going on for, you, you could really say that we've been in a Daniel 7 season for the last couple of decades. I mean, it's been never ending. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but I think it's accelerating. It's intensifying. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I was, um, I think I might have said it uh, on Dateline, but I'm not sure. But um, uh Bishop Bill Hammond, who 
uh, Jennifer's also mentored under is we would say he's like the father of the modern day prophetic movement. I called him the other day and I said, where are we on the end time wrap up? And he said, well, Cindy, if we were hours before, we're minutes now. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting how the Holy Spirit is telling us, you know, revival, reformation, awakenings. But there's an acceleration going on. And this says that in this passage, it says, which is an end time passage, is that he will persecute the saints. And this word here means like to mentally cause mental anguish. You want to share on something from this verse with us? Yeah, you know, the enemy is trying to wear us out and wear us down. And, you know, Galatians 6, it says, do not grow weary in well-doing because you're going to reap the harvest if you don't faint. And we're all pressing for that billion soul harvest now. We're all contending with that prophetic word from Bob Jones. We want to see that harvest that comes out of the awakening. But the enemy is really working overtime with the pandemic, uh, with a lot of the political upheaval in various nations to just wear us out. I know intercessors have to really guard themselves because there's so many prayer needs <laughs> that we have to be laser beam focused on our assignment so that we don't wear ourselves out. So the Galatians says, don't grow weary. Daniel 7.25 says the enemy is going to come try to make you weary. There's this tension there. We know this is strategy of the enemy to bring weariness, particularly on the intercessors uh, and the leaders of the church. And, 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 you know, we're guarding against that. We're praying for the intercessors. Yeah. You know, Jennifer, since you mentioned that, we know the intercessors are just constantly on the wall. And I think there's a tendency to just be overwhelmed when this, when this, things intensify so much and it's almost like they're wondering like is anyone else on the wall with us? <laughs> have, are we is it our responsibility to deal with all of this stuff that's going on in the world how do you how do you or how would you uh counsel someone who's an intercessor to be able to maintain a balance where you know you've still got family you've got your relationship with the lord and other things even though you may have an intercessory assignment yeah, it can be tough. It's burnout is a reality for many intercessors after, you know, so many tragic world events in this past year or so. I think we have to be careful to stay in our lane because we can't carry the burden of the world. You know, Jesus's yoke is easy. His burden is light. And so if we stay in our lane, if we stay in our sweet spot, you know, I was talking to Dr. Sharon Stone the other day and she says, you know, Jennifer, I'm just trying to stay in my lane. And I think that as intercessors, we do carry a burden, even sometimes unto travail. But if we stay in our lane, like we have awakening prayer hubs, we've got 300 prayer leaders in 30 nations. And wow. so when there's a, a, yeah, it's amazing what God has done. It's incredible. But what we do is we try to make sure that those city leaders and those national leaders are stewarding their region and we'll come back them up and help them out. But if they try to take on every issue of the world, they'll burn out. And that's what the enemy wants us to do. So we have to be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit to really stay in our lane and pray through the assignment that he's given us. And it's tempting to go beyond that, but it doesn't work out too well when we do. Yeah, that's really good. I know I'm possessing the gates of the enemy that I wrote how there was a great intercessor from Tulsa who prayed all during the Vietnam War, was very close friends with uh, Brother Kenneth Hagan. And uh, I left her and I said, well, I'll be praying for you. And she looked at me and I was so shocked. She goes, well, am I your assignment? I was like, wait, I just offered to pray for you. And what she said is, you know, don't do it unless God has called you to pray for me. Yeah. And, you know, that's this is uh, what we're talking about is something that's 
really challenging for believers because a lot of people are really passionate for the Lord and they want to be used by God and, and they're willing to be intercessors. But, you know, there has to be some guidance in how do you find your assignment? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I presume maybe that you've mentioned some things like that or written about some things like that, given that you have 700,000 books that you've written. <laughs> well, actually, let's promo your new book right here, The yeah, Making of a Watchman. It's a good segue. It is such an excellent book. And I think this is uh, very relevant that the Holy Spirit has swung this direction right now because um, how do you know you're a watchman for a certain thing? You know, I think that's a good question. That's a that's a great question. I think it, you know, God gives us the desires of our heart. So he puts the passion in us to follow and pursue what he wants us to engage with. And, you know, think about it this way. A watchman, well, they were in the Bible, they were assigned watches. You know, there's the 12 to 3 a.m. watch, the 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. to 6 a.m. watch. Well, my gosh, no one watchman could possibly cover the span of the day and night. And so that's a, an example right there of having your metron or your sphere of authority, uh, which grows over time. But I think that we have to, you know, what are we passionate about? What makes us righteously indignant? You know, is it abortion? You know, I mean, I know we all hate abortion, but there are some intercessors that that's really their assignment. And there are others where they're, they're on the government mountain, they're in the entertainment mountain. And so we it, it's the passion that God gives us for a thing where it almost keeps us up at night. And if it's going to keep us up at night, hey, we might as well pray, right? Yeah. And the Holy Spirit will remind us over and over, you know, it's like you can be a crisis intercessor, and, and where, you know, God is giving you like something, an SOS to pray for something, or you can be, or you can have a place where that nation that you don't even know that nation, you know what I mean? That's on your heart. I remember one time, you know, I was praying for a certain nation and this happened me more than once. And in the early days, I didn't even know where that nation was. I had to go look it up. You know, where is that nation? That was before Google even, you know, I went to my big globe, you know, in the stand. And I was looking kind of new as probably in Europe. And uh, so I think that that's a, a very valid point. We don't want to be burned out, but we also want to hear the Lord. And like for me, and I know uh, for you also with all your houses of prayer around the world, you know, I'm a nation's gal, you know, so mm -hmm. this, the, this thing, Haiti, uh, it, I don't know how to explain it. It's not like a weight because God takes our burdens, but, but I feel it. You know, I feel that compassion for the Haitian people. I, I'm concerned and, and you know, in Colombia and different ones, it's like the Holy Spirit will, will give you a, a God burden, you know, for that moment. It's true. And when we're moved with compassion, that's a great way to tell, you know, every time in, in scripture, when Jesus was moved with compassion, miracles broke out. And so I think one of the, one of the, you know, I think James Gall wrote a book about the compassionate intercessor, which I think all intercessors have compassion. But when we just, we're just so moved by a thing, we're just so stirred by a thing. Many times that's discerning the the burden to pray. I was in Nicaragua one time. I was very young in the Lord and we did missions work every there every year there for the summer. And I went to there and I was I was staying in the room with the prophet. Everybody wanted to to stay in the room with the prophet. They said, Jennifer, you get to stay in the room with, with the prophetess because you know you're not going to bother her. You're going to respect her. So she gets up, gets ready 
And she goes out to the prayer meeting and I said, I'll be there in a minute. I felt so dejected. I didn't know what was wrong with me and no one had ever taught me these things. So I wasn't sure what to do. And I, I thought to myself, I don't have any reason to feel dejected. I don't have any reason to feel burdened. I'm so happy to be staying in the room with this prophet. I so admire her. And I just said, well, I'm going to go out there and just be with the people. And I went up to the, the prophet who I was staying with, the prophetess. And I said, you know, I just feel so dejected. I don't know what's the matter. I was fine five minutes ago. And she said, that's a prayer burden that you have for Nicaragua. The Lord is letting you feel what they feel. And she said, I want you to lead prayer. And so sometimes, you know, sometimes the burdens of the Lord aren't comfortable. He lets us feel what he feels for a nation. He lets us feel what he feels for a people group. And, and that's sometimes how you can tell where your assignment is. Wow. Yeah, I think that that's really good. I yeah. hope that's not always true in every case, because I remember we were in a restaurant in Phoenix, Arizona, actually Scottsdale. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you may remember, I told you, Cindy, I'm sensing the people in the restaurant. And it was like, they were all kind of like younger. And, and what the Lord was showing me was the, the, uh, a lot of them were hopeless that they would ever find their life partner. Mm -hmm. And he was showing me that they, that most of them had been through, even though they were young, uh, had been through several experiences in their life in seeking a partner, and it had really turned out badly. And I was feeling like this, almost like a grief that was mm -hmm. in there. And it, it really, you know, was, it made it difficult to be in there almost, although they had great food. But still, <laughs> uh, and I don't think that, that was necessarily for me uh, uh, a prayer assignment or some, you know, long-term thing. It's just that I, I think Cindy has rubbed off on me, and now I'm, I'm a lot more sensitive the things going on in the spirit than I used to. And um, I'm not gotten to the point like she is where she's like, uh, uh, she's like a knobby prophet for the, for serious stuff going on. Like you were talking about having a burden for a nation. Cindy will just all go all of a sudden like, Oh, Hey, this nation's going to have a coup. And, <laughs> and it's some going like. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at GlobalPropheticCenter.com. Have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, 
prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. Can I just like enjoy my life? You know? <laughs> I don't feel real spiritual sometimes next to, next to her or people like you, you know? Yeah, you have to pray for him. I mean, I don't know. He'll tell is me. that their assignment? Yes. Don't do that. Is that your assignment? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, I might be speaking in tongues in my sleep or I don't know, whatever, singing or murmuring or whatever, you know what I mean? So it's a little tougher or wake him up to pray, you know, but like that, has that ever happened to you where you really just, uh, um, been suddenly somewhere and you picked up in the spirit, you know, I yeah, know you talked yeah, about Nicaragua. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, I was in, so you know this, um, Dr. Sharon was a great help to me, Dr. Sharon Stone, when um, we decided to go into London once a month in 2019 and plant prayer houses and do prophetic schools. She encouraged me to do that. She helped me to do that. She was tremendous help. But um, the last time I went to London, the last time was March 2019. And as we landed in London, we had this hamburger place we like to go to. We kind of figured out where we were supposed to be, everything, all the good stuff. And I felt like I was just going to just cry. I mean, I'm like, and I'm telling my friend that was with me, like, what is the matter with me? I feel like I'm never going to see London again. I feel like somebody just died. I feel like, 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 I don't know what's going on. And I couldn't immediately discern if this was a spiritual thing or a soulish thing. I didn't know what was going on. Would I have jet lag? What's going on? And as I <laughs> sat there at dinner, the Lord showed me this was a spiritual burden. And the day we left London in March, 2019, the next day they locked the nation down and I was not able to go back there again. And I still haven't been back. And I have spiritual sons and daughters there. I equipped so many people in the prophetic there by the grace of God. I mean, Dr. Sharon, what she helped me and helped me and, and, and just poured out so much. And, and so, yeah, that, that a lot of times that's how it works with me. I just had this deep, deep, deep feeling and immediately, you don't always know what it is. Even after 20 years of doing this, I don't immediately know what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and sometimes you'll feel like supernatural love for a place if you're supposed to stand in the gap for them. You know, I know that happened with me with Argentina when I went. I just felt like this is my home. I So much that I wanted to move there. I wanted to give my whole life there. And there was a joke in Argentina. I was putting the for sale sign in the yard and Mike was taking it down, you know, because both of us, you know, were trying to figure our way, you know, and like. Yeah, but you, you, you're interesting in that you seem to feel that from the moment you put your feet on the soil of any place, you're a different person. There's there's some connection that you get <laughs> with that. I bet you this is the same thing for you, Jennifer. It is. Yeah. You walk into a place. You're you're. It's almost like the Lord could, if He wanted to, say, "This is your assignment," and and because He knows it for both of you, you'd say, "Yes, sir. That's fine. I'll do it." <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love the nations. I, I, you know, trying to learn as much as I can from Cindy. She's been everywhere, but I, I love the, <laughs> I, I come alive when I go into the nations. I mean, I light up when I go into the nations. I wanted to move to London a few years ago. The Lord said no. So. 
Oh, yeah. The Lord, well, the Lord finally said to me, look, I, I allow you to have a deep love for Argentina. This was in the early 90s, but you're called to the nations, you know, and so I have to use you for the nations. So it's very interesting. Um, some of you are watching, you know, I just feel the Holy Spirit is, is just uh, explaining some things to you, ways you've been feeling, uh, understandings. And we just want to, we want to intercede for you right now. Or maybe you have felt like your president could be assassinated or something like that. Well, that's a burden of the Lord. Please pray immediately. It's not that you're the only one, but you may be the one that is the last one that in a way fills the bowls of intercession in heaven so that Satan cannot do what he wants to do. You know, and so I, th I think that, that that's very important. Uh, Jennifer, why don't you pray for people who really have that passion for nations and passion to pray right now? Okay. All right. So, Father, we just thank you for those that you have entrusted with nations. Father, I'm asking you in Jesus' name just to anoint them for what you've called them to do and give them a grace to, to, to wade through the, the, the potential weariness that comes upon them. Light them up. Open their eyes. Help them to see what they have not seen before. Let them be like Habakkuk who goes up on the watchtower to see what you will say to them. Help them carve out time in their day or in their night just to sit in your presence, to be refilled, to hear your voice, to understand what the will of the Lord is for the nations. God, send them places in the spirit where their feet have not yet tread. Help them, Lord, to, to navigate the realms of the spirit, the prophetic realm, discerning what is you and what is the enemy, binding and loosing, coming up against the, 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 the opposition to your will in the earth. Father, just help them, encourage their hearts, help them to see who they are and the glorious responsibility that you've put upon them. And I just bind every assignment against your international intercessors now in Jesus' name. I decree and declare you will fulfill your obligation in the spirit, you will fulfill your destiny. And the Lord will say to you on that day, well done, good and faithful servant. Wow. I feel like uh, there's somebody that you have uh, been really, uh, that prayer was really for you, not only for the nations, but just you, you're an intercessor and you have been just felt like you were assaulted recently and harassed. And I feel like right now, Satan is trying to get the prophetic intercessors off the wall. Like he's trying to overwhelm you and trying to make you feel like, you know, like you just, you know, you're, you're not enough. You're not praying enough. You're not doing enough. And there are times when God will tell you just to take a break and just abide with him, just sit in his presence, just love him. You know, you don't have to every single day be slugging it out. The Lord gave me an analogy one time uh, that that if you're going to strike something, first of all, you have to, draw you know, draw back and then do the strike. And sometimes we can just keep trying to give little punches and we're not doing very well. And so I really feel that that is a word of the Lord for some of you, that you're to enter into a season of supernatural rest and then go at it again. Has that happened to you before, Jennifer? 
It has actually. I, James Gall, we were on a, a program together, uh, one of his programs, and I was just going through so much warfare in that season. It was just one thing after another. And I had talked to him about it. And he knew it. And he prophesied over me and he said, you know, you are a warrior. He said, but the Lord's going to teach you how to rest in the warfare and you're going to teach others how to rest in the warfare. There's something to that because we're all going to have warfare, whether you're an intercessor or you're, you know, you're a soccer mom, anything you do in life. Jesus said in this world, we're going to have tribulation. We're going to have warfare. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I've had that happen and I've had to learn how to rest in the warfare and to pull back almost like David hid in the stronghold when the when he was anointed king and the Philistines heard it, they began to array against him. And the Bible says David went and hid in the stronghold. And I believe that's where he got his strategy. That's where he got refreshed. And when he came back out, he was victorious because he never lost a battle. And it's not the Lord's will for us to lose a battle, but sometimes we get so, you know, we almost become where we're beating the air instead of waiting on the Lord to hear his strategy, because the Bible says that Jesus always leads us into triumph. So it's, it's always. That's so good. Another thing that that, uh, is important, as it relates to this is there are times when even though you have the skill set to deal with the warfare that is out there, the Lord says, that's not your battle. And sometimes it's surprising to, to those that are intercessors because they're so geared to getting into a battle. And there are times when the Lord says, no, this is not a battle. I want you to be fighting. I want you to rest. Or it may be a season. He's saying, I just want some quality time with you. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, that if you're in the battle, you won't, you won't, take the time to spend the quality time with me like I would like you to. Mm-hmm. For, for me, I, uh, you know, you were talking about slugging it out every day. One thing you cannot afford to do is not have your time with the Lord every day. And because uh, that, that will really leave you at risk. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. I know that uh, right now there's a lot of people that, you know, we've been through COVID. We've had a lot of loss. Uh, I was just talking to someone that said in their country, 156 pastors had died in Indonesia. Many, many pastors had passed away. And it was just a hard time and for some a confusing time. But I just want to say to you, and we'll see if Jennifer has anything to jump in on this. For the Lord would say, there is a new season coming for you where you're going to once again feel my presence and my intimacy. And the Lord would say, I know your emotions are troubled. I know you're like just troubled about so many things. But the Lord would say, I am in the midst of what's going on. Trust me. Trust me, says the Lord. You have something to jump in with that, Jennifer? Yeah, I just heard the Lord say, times of refreshing are coming unto mm-hmm. you. As you mm-hmm. pull back, as you draw back, as you draw near to me, the Lord says, I will draw near to you and I will show you things to come. And you will not have to be afraid and you will not have to worry because I am ordering your steps just as I promised that I would. So lean into my refreshing, says the Lord. Let me wash over you. Let me re-energize you because there are great things that I've called you to do and your destiny has not been delayed. A pandemic did not push you back. You are going to walk in my perfect will and no enemy can stop you because I am with you, says the Lord. Wow. You know, another thing that the Lord had been showing me over the last couple of years is it's not enough just to know your assignment. You need to know where you need to be doing your assignment positionally. And the the example the Lord gave me was uh, an example of a whirlwind. When we were prophesying (laughs) over some people and he showed me this couple from Singapore 
but they were not down on the earth level. They had been caught up into like a whirlwind. And we know from the Bible that the Lord speaks out of whirlwinds. And what had happened was he had lifted them up positionally in their assignment where they could see what the enemy was doing, what needed to be removed, but they were also in a, a place where they could see what needed to be put in place. And, and so where you are positionally when you do your warfare, if it's warfare that you're called to, is really important in this season. And if you're, if you're warring from the correct position, you're less likely to get under the burden of it. And, you know, his, what you were saying, Jennifer, his burden is light. Mm-hmm. It is light. And, you know, one of my favorite scriptures is in Isaiah, and it talks about those who wait upon the Lord, he will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. And the Lord showed me a long time ago, it's the perspective. And when we wait upon the Lord, you know, eagles are a sign of the prophetic. So when we wait on the Lord, we, we, we rise up over the situation and we're able to look down like from a throne room perspective. And when we war from our position in Christ, understanding that we're seated in heavenly places with him far above all principalities and powers, there's such a vigor and a confidence that comes. And it's like, you know, whatever the enemy does, I almost, almost sometimes just laugh at the enemy. Three times in scripture, God laughs at his enemies. And I think that when that joy comes from his presence, you know, the weariness just can't stand against the joy of the Lord. It's impossible. Oh, that's so good. That's a word for the people who are watching. Yeah. This, believe me. Yeah, that is a now you know, word. Even the eagle, he doesn't spend all his time flapping his wings. They <laughs> soar. They get on the currents and they let the wind lift them up. And then they can see, They eagles have, you know, we always talking about someone, they've got an eagle eye. They can see with such discernment and such, you know, sharpness. Well, that's what you're supposed to be able to do. And as Jennifer was saying, you know, God wants to do that for you. He wants to lift you up like as on wings of an eagle to let you do what your assignment is from there positionally. It's really interesting on the dateline today. Uh, the Holy Spirit has just kind of led us to use uh, one of the aspects of the prophet's gift, the gift of exhortation. And, you know, you've been exhorted all over. And sometimes it's very interesting. I'm watching this bouncing going before, you know, between Jennifer and Mike and I uh, trying to exhort you and lift you up. And I just feel like you've watched Dateline at this moment because you needed to be lifted up. We all need to be lifted up. So final word, Jennifer, we just want to thank you for being on the set with us today. It's been so wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I just know that good things are coming. We're in a season of unprecedented opportunities. And I just pray that God shows you your opportunity and that you step into it with faith because it's going to blow your mind. It's going to be good. <laughs> Amen. And don't get stuck. You know, and she has so many really good materials. Yeah. How can people access her materials? It's not in the information we have. Well, uh, Jennifer LeClaire, and the last name is capital L-E. Capital C L A I R E, and can they just Google your name or the uh, Awakening yeah, how do they get House of materials? Prayer? Yeah, so the books are on Amazon. Um, the uh, my website is just jenniferleclair.org. All this, everything is there, right there, the tip of your fingers. So yeah. Yeah, we want to encourage you. She's writing a new book that will be out in December, A Prophet's Devotional. And that's very unique. I don't think I've ever seen anybody write a prophet's devotional. So that's going to encourage many of you. If you're not a prophet, certainly at one time or another, we can all prophesy. And the Holy Spirit will use us for that. Yep. I just want to thank all of you who have (laughs) tuned in to watch this Dateline. I I really believe that... uh, 
even though we were talking about some of the, the deep things, the difficult things, the hard things, the Lord's also saying, yes, those things may be true, but I don't want you to be buried under the, you know, under that warfare. I want you to rise above the warfare and I'm going to show you how. And really he's used people like Cindy and like Jennifer who understand the principles of warfare, but also know how to warfare from a place where you don't lose your joy. Yeah. If Satan can steal your joy, he can pretty much neutralize you. Yeah. Amen. All right. Any final word and we're out. No, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on with you. I love you both. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Next week, actually. Yes, yes. We're so excited what Jennifer's referring to. She's one of the speakers. We're so thrilled you are. For our Deborah's United, we want to encourage you July 16th and 17th to join us here in Dallas. Go on generals.org. And then don't forget, in November, we have, and Jennifer's part of this also, uh, we have our Global Prophetic Summit. And already we're getting great anticipation from around the world for that. And so we just thank you for joining us. You'll find that. I I can't remember. I think the dates are... 13th or 15th, I'm guessing. Of November. Yeah, of November. And so join us. Women, come to Dallas. We have the most outstanding women in ministry that are all coming together. Probably never such a group as this one. And uh, we don't know if we'll do another one. So come and join us. You're going to be refreshed and encouraged. What if I'm a woman who's in another nation, for example, and I'm not going to be able to Yeah, it will be strange. Yeah. How, how will they go about Well, I don't, I don't that? know how they're going to do that. They okay. haven't announced it yet. Will it be on the generals.org website? How uh, they do I, that? I don't know, honey, how they're going to do will that. Be. I'm, yeah. getting, I'm getting a high yeah. sign from yeah. one of our or, producers. Or maybe on our Facebook. Yeah. So yeah. we haven't decided how so we're going to do it. It's really great, though. I mean, mm-hmm. you want to be, you want to partake of both of those. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah. So God bless you. Thank you, Jennifer. Great Thank job. You. We love you Thank so you. much. Congratulations on all your books. Read her new book, The Making of a Watchman. I wrote the forward, and I love this book. God bless you. We're out. Thank you. Wave goodbye, Jacobs. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can visit me online at jenniferleclair.org or so into Operation Liberation, our missions arm at jenniferleclair.org slash missions.